Hello and welcome to Box Cutters episode 243. We guarantee a result. My name is Josh Canal. To my left, Nellie Thomas. The humorless Nellie Thomas. Oh. And to my right, Brett Cropley. Good evening, viewers. Thank you very much, Nellie Thomas, for not just giggling all the way through my introduction. I am going to aim not to laugh at all in this episode. Great. That makes me feel wonderful. Great. Let's see how that works out. Yes. Yeah, let's let's see how good a show that makes. Uh, I quit. Oh, see, I would have, I'm, oh. I'm, now I'm having to stifle. Now you have to stifle. I'm going to get cancer from stifling. Well, and this is... I said to... <laughs> Stop it. I can't. Is that I'm where not cancer allowed. comes from? That's where cancer comes from, cancer from comes people from who can't laugh. From smoking stiflers. That's a fact. That's Louise Hay, isn't it? Who's Louise Hay? I don't know. Oh, come on. New age author. People... <laughs> what, what do you mean, come on, oh, new yeah. age author? Like, like, we're both such new age author Louise aficionados. L. It was like the Bible of the New Ages in the late 80s, age. early 90s, where she was, like, just directly... Uh, people she, only get cancer because is they she Celestine? Cancer. Is oh, she yeah. Celestine Prophecy? No, no. Post uh, that. Post like, Celestine it was, Prophecy. It was the true kind of... Where, where, but not the new se- ages the, went not the secret. mainstream. No, not the secret. So before oh, the secret, which the secret's not a secret anymore. But after, after the secret is what, what's the secret? If you want something, just ask for it. It was put it out to the universe, and then you'll get it back. So all these dudes in Haiti, they were putting a lot of bad energy out, right? And then it came back in the form of a natural disaster, right? I think the book was called "You Can Cure Your Life." <laughs> See, it's not. If I can't laugh, you can't, can't laugh, laugh, and you can't raise new age issues because I have very firm views on on age that, right. I, and I often chuckle. Yeah, so we can't we can't we do can't that. do it. Well, why don't I just seriously talk through what we've got coming up Would later you? on in the show? I'd appreciate that, Josh. Okay, later on in the show, we've got you've got a school mommy. This is That's, what the, the listeners ask. I respond, Brett. That's what I do. I'm not sure you need to turn into battle axe. Really? Just because you're not giggle- giggling. Hang on. I, I don't think. I think. I More think cancer. Nelly, I think Nelly just can't. She just can't not giggle unless she is battle axe. I think she has to just do method. She has to do method not giggling. It's Stanislavski teaching her not to giggle mm-hmm. from the grave. Just breathe through it. Yeah. It's like a Pavlovian dog. Someone starts talking. And then, and then you just put some sliced strawberry and some kiwi fruit on top of that, and there you have. That's how you make a Pavlovian oh, dog. Bit of passion fruit. Bit of passion fruit yes. on top. What's up with nuts Lovely. on pavlova? Who's putting nuts on pavlova? We went to a barbecue, grand final barbecue. We'll get on to the GF later. Yes. Grand final barbecue. Someone had put some crushed nuts on the top of the pav. You know why they're doing that? Just to see kids convulse. That's why they're doing that. Oh, what type of nuts? allergies? Yep. Walnuts? Peanuts? No, peanuts. Peanuts? Yeah. Crushed peanuts. Crushed peanuts. The PAV doesn't require any enhancement. No. Like no. that shit's already good. Yeah. It's, 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 a, it's a convenient mechanism. You can pretend that it's fruit. Sure. But it's really just sugar and, and, and egg, egg white. white. And cream in the middle. And cream in the middle. Mm. And, uh, you know, it's named after a ballerina. Uh, that's that's great. Grand final, yes. Yeah, we are going to talk about. We the could grand somehow final. get back to television. Yeah, yeah, we will. We yeah. will somehow get back yeah. to television. The fat controller in the corner. He's uh, telling us off. He's, he's telling otherwise us off. known as our producer. 
So, grand final, we are going to talk about. We're yep. also going to talk about the new ABC show, Strictly Speaking, where mm. uh, Toby, our producer, will get to speak. Yes. On air, not during pork. Interesting. Because I, he's, he's part of it. And, had- and Nelly, you've. Uh, uh, you've uh, auditioned for it. I as can't well. possibly comment. So you can't possibly comment on strictly speaking, but you will. For some reason, in my head, that. that was strictly come speaking. Oh, nice. Yeah, Which yeah, I yeah. Think that's like the the UK dance show. Yeah, yeah. It's strictly, strictly come, come speaking ballroom. Is it strictly yeah. come? Why have they put the come in the middle? That Keep was, it clean. Uh, but uh, that was, it was called strictly. That's strictly legitimately, come, their straight name for the show. Strictly come dancing, and. Uh, how that's bizarre. that's a dancing dancing with the stars mm. version. But why? I, and uh, is that is that what it was? I think it was yeah. Mm. So it's a dancing with the stars version. Uh, it was called Strictly Come Dancing. But in Australia, when Daryl Summers was doing it, this is a, a, a story that was going around the, the traps. Daryl Summers was doing it, and they wanted to have celebrities do, doing this thing. And uh, and the mooted title for the show. Was celebrity come dancing, and oh. uh, and, and oh, he said absolutely you're not. Me. There is you there are, is no you're way, killing me. no way that would do it. Yeah, don't laugh at that, Nelly Thomas. Uh, I've got an I don't buy it from uh, an ad that I saw during the grand final, which I just think is ridiculous. Uh, some letters to box cutters, one thing, some pork with corrections from our producer Toby Halligan. As always, though, we're going to kick things off with the box cutters news. First up in the news, uh, and as we tend to in Box Cutters News, we will start with celebrity death. Yes, uh, in in uh, in Outback Australian celebrity TV kind of documentary maker deaths <laughs> of the week. It's, yes, are they plural? Uh, um, no. No, no, this no. is... Oh, right, I was going to no, say. No, no, but that's, it's just that's in just that the, category. Right, oh, that's, that's the category, sorry. In, in Brett's Dewey Decimal System. Right, subsection B, paragraph four. Yes, yeah. don't giggle. Malcolm not. Douglas, who uh, must have been one of the first of, of uh, his type, uh, died over the week uh, when he uh, was victim of... A bit of a freak accident. It, it's still unsure exactly car. what happened. He was found crushed between his four-wheel drive and a tree. Um, mm. And uh, it seems that the four-wheel drives either started up again or lurched forward and, and pinned him against the tree. And uh, he was found a, a number of hours later on his property explain. up in Broome, uh, where he had a, uh, a crocodile farm uh, and, uh, and kind of reserve, basically. Um, he started out... As a crocodile hunter mm. and actually hunting literally crocodiles uh, back in the 60s. Pre-Steve. When he and uh, a friend of his uh, toured around the top end and uh, they had a camera with them and came back and uh, put it on the tally and uh, was received very well and he, over the years, uh, worked on at least 50 titles. I think, I think since, since that point he had a really good working relationship with Channel 7. And uh, and so he was kind of like a every year Channel Seven would have one or two Malcolm Douglas specials. 
For as long as I can remember. And it seemed that Saturday night was the home of Malcolm Douglas on Channel 7. I guess so out, he, out of footy season. He when, wrestled uh, Crocs for a living. Well, no, no, he was, he was, he was more a, yes. a, a nature a naturalist, a, uh, a conservationist in his later career. Mm. I think a naturalist Naturist. is a nudie. Oh, I wasn't sure which one was the nudie. Yeah. I, I think he was just a uh, he was just an outback documentary filmmaker. That's that's what I'd mm. I'd like to. Where he talk, talked about nature and uh, and uh, you know what bugs were like. Basically, and talking about I could watch Malcolm Douglas so that I would never have to go camping ever in my life. Right. Don't like the camping. I love the camping. No, you know why? It's a lot of outdoors. Yeah. A lot of outdoors. Not a lot camp. of showers. Not a lot of showers. A lot of not, dirt. Not a lot of actual toilets. Sure. In the camping. They never explain that in the docos, though. Um, but I think he might have been one of the first people to eat witchy grubs on Australian TV, or in mm. fact, on TV anywhere in the world. Where's his bloody statue? Mm. Well, who's, that's that's the most. I what don't other witchy grub eater has a statue? I, I'm just saying. I think that's a feat that deserves a statue. Obviously, not the first person to eat them. The first person to no. eat them on TV on, on yeah. screen. Yeah. Mm. Yes. Um, mm. And uh, Harry Butler's still kicking around, and uh, he he came out and, and uh, expressed his sympathies uh, for the family. And mm. but it's good to know that Harry Butler in the wild's still out there. I don't know. I never saw many Malcolm Douglas. It, have you experienced many Malcolm Douglas stockers? I've experienced the ads for them a number of times, but I don't think I've... I'm not a big nature documentary guy. I I like to see how things are made. I like to see, you know, we built this bridge in 24 hours. I just don't like how there's always an animal killing another animal. I mean, I know that shit happens, but I don't need to see it. Yeah, yeah, that totally happens. You know? I don't need to see a cheetah running down a deer. I think that's a bit more kind of Serengeti type tacos. I'm I'm not sure that he was actually presenting that at 6.30pm on a Saturday. Sure. Well, I don't know. Kerry, Obr- Kerry O'Brien has been doing the. This is a my, my news item. A spiritual death in uh, in in news news. Talking just of animals killing out of yeah other yeah animals. yeah yeah sure sure. Try and put a segue in there. Mm-hmm. Try and put a segue in there. Kerry O'Brien has been doing the seven thirty report for fifteen years. Talking of the king of the Serengeti that's, with his massive red mane. That's my news. That's my whole news item. He's been doing the seven thirty report for fifteen years. And doesn't he do it well? Doesn't he do? Oh, hang on, hang on, hang on. Wait, in uh, related news, just at hand, Kerry O'Brien is leaving the seven thirty report at the end of this year. Oh, I know. I build you up, cut you down. I'm I'm pretty devoted about this particular news item. Uh, in in a statement that O'Brien released on Friday mm. when he announced it, uh, he's which can I just say, if ABC, if you have. The, uh, the the anchor of your flagship current affairs daily current affairs program sending out his own media release. Mm. Somebody please check it and make sure that Suzanne Carboni's email address is not just banged into the that middle of odd, the, of the it? text. It was just a ridiculous, ridiculous accident. Did he did he actually get to speak on the matter on uh, ABC TV at all on Friday? Oh, who knows? I don't watch the show. He, he was on uh, PM on Friday night on ABC Radio, mm. and uh, had had quite a candid uh, conversation. Can I just institute a new rule because yes. you said it's ridiculous? It's now radicchio because the kids on Junior Master Chef are making radicchio salads. So I've just changed. I just want to introduce that into the. I don't want to. I don't want to encourage their precociousness oh, in you? any way. Oh, Nelly. I'm all for I just, it. 
I just uh, it, we're, we're going to clash on this one. Yeah. All right, Kerry, Keza, the vegetable. Yeah, not yes, about of ridiculous. course they are. Of course they are. So O'Brien, in his his statement, said, quite simply, it's time for a new chapter. I've been the pressure cooker. Sorry, I've been in the pressure cooker. That makes makes more sense. The mystery box. (laughs) He's been in the mystery box. I'm not allowed to giggle, am I? No. Damn it. Yes, you are. Because you've got a... A manly masculine voice. Oh, do I? That giggles down low. Do I? The, Nobody, pictures, the tone of his voice Nobody is higher than mine. Nobody has ever told me that ever in my life, Brett. I, I actually have my microphone more bassy than anybody else in the studio Can just I to try because Because ordinarily, I turn this I turn this little knob, yes. ordinarily, and I talk like this. Yes. This is how I talk most of the time. Oh, is it the knob that yeah, you're yeah. turning? Yeah, And so I turn the knob. You got a second hand I just from turn John the knob, Lewis. And then I just, and that's how, how that I talks. How can I not be laughing at turning knobs? Um... <laughs> Now, uh, or nearly to Kerry O'Brien, Keza, okay, Keza so can I just O'Brien. say with Keza, yes. uh, that dude totally needs a holiday. Doesn't he just? Yeah. So he's been doing a 7.30 report and, uh, and late line. Mm. Don't forget, he used to be on late line with his green pen. Mm. Uh, how much I wanted to be able to write with one of those green pens. But they were always terrible. They would always break up halfway through a word. And I don't know why he favoured them Tony so much. I Tony Jones on late line, but that's a, Do you? a different era. Yeah. Do you? Was it like the Faber Rollerball? Yes. Yes, I remember yes. those. Came in two yeah. different thicknesses. and Who's going to yeah. replace him? Uh, they don't say. Lee Sales? Oh, that would be excellent. Until next year to decide. Yeah, but we could, they could, people, our listeners could hear it here. We could we could speculate is what I'm saying, what? or we could wrap this Everybody's news up either or. Oh, I think let's do that. Let's one. Let's wrap it up. Uh, Shall I do you, one? You've got you've got some crazy celebrity news. Well, this is hard hitting news. I think we've been waiting for the box cutters news to to hear about Katy Perry um, and her appearance on Sesame Street. So she, I, I've been waiting for nothing but. I look, I've been emailing you furiously, as crazy. you know. Um, Katy Perry did a duet of Hot and Cold, a.k.a. the MasterChef theme song. I won't attempt oh, to sing it. Oh, that, okay. Right. You're hot and you're cold, you're mm-hmm, yes. And mm-hmm, you know, that's not the ma- that's not, Is it the MasterChef mm-hmm, one? Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Now you're with me. Yeah, now I got you. Um, so she did a duet. That's her song. She did a clean version of it with Elmo in a music video. And the frou-frou-frou-frou-frou-frous also known as the Family Something Alliance Something Something, have said you've been shown too much booby-doos. And so Sesame Street have pulled it. Because kids have never seen boobs. Do you they, know the thing that I that kids, most kids irritates me? The they time. suck on boobs yeah, they is do. what kids do. They totally suck on boobs. In fact, I'm going to get that on T-shirt. Kids suck on boobs. Kids suck on titties. Oh, that was gross. Yeah, you shouldn't have said that. Now, I need to say two things about this. One is Russell Brand, who ordinarily I think is a bit uh, a bit creepy, did tweet a very funny thing. Can I, can I quote our producer yeah. in saying he is a little bit hepatitis? He's a bit hep. Yeah. I'm not sure what that means, but I'll take it. Hep-cap. So he said, today's Sesame Street will not be brought to you by the number 34 or the letter D. Can you oh. tell me how to get how to get with Sex With Me Street? Really? Come that's, on. That's the very clever Russell Brand thing If I was allowed to like. laugh, I'd be pissing myself right really? now. I reckon that's it. 34D. Come on, you that's know cute. I, I actually that's think, cute. I actually think I have a switch in my brain that says not to laugh at anything Russell Brand sure. ever says. Sure. Or have sex with him. Or, well, I, I don't even need a switch for that. Sure, I've just got you? common sense. Okay, sure, sure. Just um, common sense. But I think this. my reaction to this can be summed up by the phrase, eye of beholder. There is not a single child I know who would see Katy Perry singing with Elmo and focus on her cleavage. 
It is the dirty, perverted family alliance in the closet a-holes who are getting all worked up about this for absolutely no reason. Mm. Well, it's not just them who would focus on her cleavage, though. Like, I'm sure I'd have a good go. Yeah, but you're not the intended audience. They're worried about protecting the youth. Oh, yeah. You're allowed to look at boobs. No, they're ridiculous. As if a five-year-old's sitting there going, oh, this is turning me on. Katy Perry there with her big knockers. They're just going, oh, there's a lady singing a song with Elmo. Yeah. No, they're ridiculous. They're sullying it. Not Katy Perry. Not not Katy Perry. Thank you. She has sullied, she has sullied many other things. Though. Other things. Other things. True. Sure. Sure. But not this particular. True that. Not, not this, this particular one. one. Uh, Brett Cropley. There's uh, a place for us. <laughs> Somewhere. Where does that come from? I'm Why not, do you just? If I can't laugh and sing, oh really? See what you've done. Somewhere. L- listener whose name I've forgotten. It's Barbara Streisand. Go. Oh, no, it's Barbara Streisand, not the listener whose name I've forgotten. Brett. Ah, ah there you go. Um, it seems that the uh, the United States of America is missing a little bit of the uh, the gritty underbelly, and so now they feel it's time to return to their mob roots uh, with some uh, whispers about uh, perhaps a series, a TV series version uh, around the Goodfellas world. What? Goodfellas. Hang on. A series a version of Goodfellas. The nineteen Scorsese mob classic written by uh, Nicholas Pileggi. Uh, the wise guy, the book, was written by Nicholas Pileggi. The screenplay, I believe, was written by Scorsese and Pileggi. Or a- just Scorsese. According to... You are, shut up. Deadline Hollywood, is that what that site is? Uh, yeah. Uh, Pileggi is likely to write at least the pilot episode of this uh, TV series around the Goodfellas uh, with uh, a number of people who are uh, likely to be working on it, including Erwin Winkler being the likely uh, TV exec producer. Look, oh, I'm going to watch um, it. There, there are apparently discussions with Scorsese Erwin about Winkler, getting him big into time, Big time film, film producer. You're looking outraged. Uh, you're going to watch Rocky. it. I'm going to watch it. Uh, He's going to watch it. Yeah, but you know what? I'd rather, instead of instead of Goodfellas, I'd rather they did Good Guys, and it was about the Bad insane, in, in insane politics stores. in white good stores. <laughs> Would that you? Be ex- yeah, totally. Would you, Josh? Yeah, they've got that Beach Boys theme song. This, Excellent. This seems to be off the back of uh, Martin Scorsese directing the pilot episode of Boardwalk Empire, which just off that one episode was renewed for a second series. Marty. <laughs> Almost immediately in the I, States. I'd like to call it, not necessarily because this is how it made me feel or anything, just because the, the name opens it up to so much. Boredom em- Empire. It's so easy. Boredom, boredom Empire? Boredom Empire. Instead of Boardwalk Empire. Boredom Empire. I'm lost. Because they sound similar. They're similar sounding words. Boardwalk. Yeah, and Boredom was that, was that a witty play on words? Yeah, that's what I was doing there. I was doing doing have you seen Boardwalk Empire? I, was, I have seen the first episode of Boardwalk Impressed? Empire. Yeah, not so much. No? It's a little bit empty. Yeah. A bit like Casino. A little bit empty, yeah. Missing something Are like that. Are you talking missing. about movies? No, we're talking about a, a new series from HBO. Okay. But we're not really reviewing it because right. we will do that as part of the uh, official Once rule of three. Once we have three that we can watch. Yes, yes. Because cool. that's how we review shows on yes. Box Cutters. Normally. We have three episodes of a show that we watch and we never review it any other way mm, not true except they're extreme except if they're extremely extremely bad yeah extremely bad I, and really 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 like i've seen some really oh, bad stuff good. i've seen some really no extremely good we still wait for three episodes sure yeah 
Uh, I've seen some really bad stuff this week, and uh, and none of it is quite bad enough for a rule of one. Uh, lastly, in the news, in the state of Indiana in the US, uh, an 18-year-old boy is being tried for the murder of his 10-year-old brother. This is a terrible story. Oh. Like an absolutely terrible story. Last Tuesday, his former girlfriend testified that he wanted to be like Dexter Morgan, the protagonist in the Dexter series, which, can I point out, was a series of books before it was a TV show. Sure. I just mm. point that point. It was, and it was also a show. You can learn shit from books. Yep. About a serial killer who got away with it. Yes. So he didn't so do a very no, good job. He's, of- he's failed already. Mm. Uh, the Associated Press, in reporting on the trial, mentions a few other instances when uh, Andrew Conley, who uh, I think is just waiting on uh, on a sentence now, uh, who's 18-year-old, uh, has discussed episodes of the TV series with a serial killer as its anti-hero. Being Dexter. So they've got f- the AP, uh, Associated Press, have said, and there's footage from the jail with, uh, with him talking about Dexter with an inmate. And Everyone needs a role model, Josh. Well, I think, uh, I think the AP is trying to create some kind of controversy, saying he was in- entirely inspired by Dexter. But clearly, the problem is that a kid who associates with Dexter in the first place, there's something already wrong with him. There's, oh, there's, of course. There, there, there is something already oh, there. Yeah, so, so there's been four seasons of Dexter in the States. Was this three, guy- three. The fourth season just started this week. Was this guy watching them from the age of 14? I don't know. I wonder. I don't know, but you'd, you know, you'd, you'd hope that his parents would have some kind of responsibility for... Uh, for for what he's watching, and what parents are there for? But Especially, also, it's, it's, I mean, a show, it's a Showtime series, so that's on. That's not basic cable. He's going to have more exposure to to murder and serial killers than just Dexter. Regardless, even if he is fourteen, I mean, how many shows have criminals in them? Yeah, I know, I know. It's it's a, a, a little bit ridiculous, and, and so I think what the AP are doing is is right now building up ammunition for later mm. and that when there's sentencing uh all the other news outlets are going to go the dexter killer has been you know i, I think that's that's what they're going to do and it's just going to make television it's just going to make television look bad in other news and just lastly in other news a 15 year old in nowhere has uh, been arrested for building a pub and a brothel after watching several episodes of deadwood great yeah that see that is entrepreneurial yeah i know i know that's uh, that was also a lie, and that is the box cutters news. Sorry, Jen. Hi, I'm really lucky to be the guest of these funny, gorgeous, hunky, sparkly, shiny, wonderful <laughs> men. This is Elmo and Abby Kadabby, and you're listening to Box Cutters. Hey, 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 Do you think I'm allowed to laugh in the breaks? Yeah, yeah, you're totally allowed to so laugh. So I can them. come back in from break laughing. No. Oh. No, you can only you can only be laughing during the breaks. No. Can I go LOL? You can say LOL, but there might come a time when I'll slap you. You know, I thought for a long time that meant lots of love. Oh, see, that's nice. It's kind then of the I went, I am. I, went, I, went, I wouldn't slap you if you were saying lots of love. Go, I could take oh, you. Lovely. I think we both know that. Yeah, that's why I'd slap you from a distance. All right, let's go. That's why I'd slap you with Brett's hand. LOL. That's, LOL. Hey. Uh, sorry. LOL. Sorry, Nelly. I, I, need to, I need to point out every single time we get 
uh, one of our guests to do that Jane Badler one. Mm. Uh, I do, I, I do put uh, and women or and nearly in the script. I'm invisible. That's and why they I just am and they just don't do it. They yeah. just don't. So because I'm when I'm not here, my presence isn't felt. <gasps> oh, what presence have you brought? Yeah. Yay! Great for LOL, LOL, LOL. Yeah, grapefruits. That's not going to get annoying at all, Nelly. Uh, who watched the AFL Grand Final? I don't make the rules. Oh, did I? Did you? Of course I did. I had a barbecue. Brett Cropley, you didn't. I you, did. You, you don't barrack particularly for St Kilda or care necessarily about not football. Particularly, but I'm still <laughs> waiting on payback for that 15 years as a very young person in the St Kilda cheer squad. Every single, well, every other weekend down there at Linton Street where they would just lay down in the fourth quarter and we were, we were eternal wooden spooners. <laughs> it's time. <laughs> I, I was your, paid your back. Your description of St Kilda is just, they, first three quarters, excellent, excellent work. They were. They, fourth quarter, they were so... every second week they would just lie down. Oh, I had, I was surrounded by mad St Kilda fans. I am... A, not particularly um, a football fan, although I dip in and out, and I love the grand final and have a barbecue and all that style. But I'm a Carlton supporter if I'm supporting anybody. Really? Not not Weagles? No, not a- definitely not the Weagles. No, yeah. no interest. Um, but I was going for Collingwood because a friend of mine's not well and she's a Collingwood supporter. Oh. So I'm at the barbecue being the only, and I'm there, got hot pies, hot pie every time. Oh, no, I'm giggling. LOL, LOL. No, every I'd time, rather you giggled. Every time the, um, the pies got, and then they started losing. Oh, I was, because I am the kiss of death. I, this is why I can't watch sport. Like, if I go for someone, they will anyone. lose. Mm. No, I'm good at that. Right. There's so- something going off. <laughs> sure. <laughs> That's, that freaked you out a little bit, that didn't it? That freaked me out a bit. Just, I'm thinking, what's, where did uh, that come from? There's a swarm Sorry, of no bees. Sorry, no one could hear that. There was something weird going on. But no, I watched it. I enjoyed it. I thought it was heaps of fun. I must be the only person in Melbourne who wanted the draw. I was thrilled because I get to have another barbecue. Oh. I fully expected it. I, I, I was actually expecting... Uh, the poetic justice of St Kilda winning by a point, just as they had done in I was 1966. So, I was so excited for that as well. it. So, so being that tight was not surprising to me when the siren went off without St Kilda kicking that point was. Now, I, I, have, to, I have to say the coverage of the football, because, uh, you know, sure, exciting game, great game, loved watching it. 3D TV is ruining football. There were so many weird zooming dolly shots. The camera shots. angles were really and the camera, weird. The camera behind the goals, where yeah. the ball coming through the goals would be coming straight at the camera. But particularly with, as the sun moved, you know, and you can only, like, half the field's in shade and half's in, in and sunlight. And as it moved, the, the whole white balance And the balance camera, then it changes the whole kind of, I mean, I don't know the technical terms, but it made it very hard to see from certain camera angles, and yet they persisted with them. And I'm thinking, I can't see where the ball is. I can't see how many players are around the ball. You know that kind of um, bird's eye shot where you actually get to see where everyone is yeah. on the field? which is helpful, particularly for people who don't know a lot about footy, there wasn't enough of that for me. No, no, there, there, wasn't, there wasn't enough of that. There wasn't enough of uh, paying attention to, to the action that was actually going on. But there were a lot of weird, 
low down. Uh, you know, and, and it's your fault, Brett Cropley, because you mentioned pointing out you, you you pointed out that they have to have low down shots mm. so that there can be some kind of. 3D perspective thing coming from. I'm sure there was somebody yeah. that, that had a technical uh, clue involved with the production that said we need to get these cameras low down. Really? They uh, weren't just listening to me. Uh, no, I think it's your fault. So you just see a lot of hairy Oops. legs and football boots. Uh, yeah. I'm like, well, who's that, who's that dude? Who's What's the, that? What? Where's the ball? Who's, who's that? coming? And, then, and, then it, and, and it was so it was serious. It, it was like it was like that, or it, it was weird. Uh, Scorsese, Brian De Palma angles, or it was just shots of Nick Rewalt. Yeah. Who must be the most 3D person in the world or something because he was on screen so much. Is it just me or does Nick Rewalt look exactly like Shane Bourne? It's just you. No, seriously, have another look at him. If you put it's- him into that thing that Geraldine suggested last week, into the computer thing where they give you the celebrity, whatever, whatever. Yeah. Nick Rewalt would be Shane Bourne. You have a look at him. No, Shane Bourne's got a very angular chin. Nick Rewalt has quite a, Wrong. Quite a square jaw. Wrong. Wrong. Nick Rewalt's mm. blonde, uh, Shame Born was hair colour aside, was dark age hair, difference with, with aside, with the rather savage nah, widow's peak. It's all there. Facial when he features had, are there. Still had, uh, and I'm an Asian singer. It it's wrong. You're wrong. Mm. No, wrong. I'm not wrong because you asked if I saw it. I didn't see it. I didn't see it. Anyway, back to the uh, back to the TV. Uh, com- commentating was was great. Dennis Committee was d- did a, a good job. I thought. No one really uh, cared about any of that, but it was just, it, it didn't make it me feel like I was in there. The camera yeah. angles were, yeah. were a little bit weird. Yeah. And uh, pro, what about pre-match entertainment? How did you feel about that? You know, I missed it. Mm. Completely missed it. I, I missed it. I missed no it. idea who I did didn't it. Watch it. It was in excess in JD Fortune. I turned and on I and JD, saw... Didn't they dump him? That's what didn't, I thought. Didn't they say at the Hong Kong airport... Nice to know you see you. And then, and then he was around. living in his car. Like, yes. that, that story yes. about him. Is he the fake lead singer? He's the guy who was from, from, uh, from In Excess Rockstar. Because I turned it on and saw In Excess and thought. That's one for the archives. Yeah. Why? So it's an in, it's an in joke from about 2007. Six, seven, yeah. Yeah. Well, I can't, I can't do In Excess without Michael. Well, you should have luck. What's the point? No, look, there's other options. There are other bands. I think. I think it was. It was actually Josh Earl who uh, who tweeted. I think it would be better if uh, if they just had an iPod with In Excess's greatest hits Thank in the you. middle of the oval. <laughs> uh, it's uh, Vanessa Amorosi. You know, somebody. You know what I love about the about the grand final coverage though? They still do that dumb sprint. I love the sprint. Oh, they do. Yeah, they still they still do the halftime sprint. Mm. I love that though. It's like the stall gifts. Away from Easter and away from stall. Yeah. And yeah. I love how we're all experts. Like, I watch that and I think, come on, pick it up, pick it up. Yeah, I, think, I can't so run slowly. five metres. <laughs> and here I am telling some elite athlete that he's not running fast enough. Uh, I, I also have to say, uh, you know, I, I've been thinking a lot about the anti-siphoning list uh, and a lot about uh, our listeners' uh, email about, the, uh, about his kid. Can we recap that? Because I thought it could... Comp- Beautifully summarised. Put my there, own there was, position. There, there was an email where uh, where a listener said that he uh, had watched football on free to television as a kid, grew up loving football, and now that he had a child of his own, wanted that child to have the exact same opportunity to love football in the same way. And it was a really emotional and and uh, beautiful sentiment. Uh, 
with the success of the grand final on the weekend, I can't see that it's ever going to leave free-to-air television. Yay! I don't think that uh, anti-siphoning list or no, the free-to-air networks would ever allow uh, something as lucrative as the AFL rights to to go through. If he could have done it, Kerry Packer would have put it on Foxtel just before he died, just to screw over 7 and 10. But... Uh, there would be riots in the streets. But the thing is, Channel Seven already had Channel Seven already had AFL games that were only on cable te- television back in the Optus C Seven days, mm-hmm. which is you remember that whole court case and everything like that. Uh, so you know that that was already. I mean, there's part there, of the there are games there are, that are shown on Foxtel now. Yes, as as part a, of the as consortium. a salon thing from Seven and Ten. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so I don't know what the uh, I, I don't know. Why people are saying that AFL is going to uh, is going to leave free to air television because I don't, I don't see that ever happening. Well, but I guess the debate that we were having was whether it should, not whether it will. I, I mean, think- pragmatically, will it? I mean, I honestly think, for good or for bad, there would be there would be protests. There seriously would be like people sure. would go feral. Sure, but, they would, but people but wouldn't go feral it. if if it was just. Allowed. People would only go feral if it ever actually happened. Yes. But if you think about it, it's not beyond the realms of possibility. If Foxtel had $1.5 billion in capital, they could roll into buying the rights for the AFL over five years or whatever it was. So that's twice as much as 7 and 10 play, paid the last time. Then if they, if they did that, they would be so set up and they would make a lot more than that investment into it, and it would force everybody to have to have subscription TV and if they wanted see to watch John Brumby the AFL Grand Final. Various other politicians who are hardcore footy fans changing all sorts of legislation and doing like well, I just well, think the, it's a the prime the prime spokesperson of Foxtel and and the prime lobbying uh, mover behind it is Steve Brax. Yeah, well, he's not a politician anymore. No, but he was he was a big football player. Yeah, but they couldn't. You couldn't no, be a no, current. You couldn't he be. Was, he in, was Premier of Victoria. Never. Uh, no, you couldn't never be a uh, politician in power and expect Can't to get you? any votes if you let people. If you let Hang the on. AFL Grand Final what? go to to pay TV. Okay, I, I thought you were going well off topic there, but no, you weren't. That makes no. sense. You could. That there's makes, no way you would. You would literally. There would be people who would not vote for people, you ever there, again. There would, there, there would, Nelly, Nelly, we have to let the market decide. That's what I think, Brett. Yeah. When it comes oh, down, the markets to what, if, are also if, voters. If we have conservative agree, governments, agree both you. federally and state, I agree with you, Brett. It's not beyond the realms of possibility. I agree with you, nah, Brett. Let's I let the market disagree. decide. Yeah, the voters will stop no, voting I, for I you. Disagree no, with no, that. no, no, no. That's what you said. You said we have to let the market decide. I'm That's leaving it at that. Argument. I, I think. I think the AFL Grand Final uh, is a great, uh, a great institution on on Australian TV. I think. Uh, I think Channel Seven did very well. Last week, I think, uh, next, you know, it was a really good dress rehearsal for what's going to happen next week. Uh, I I do wonder about the, the whole 3D TV thing. I do wonder if, if they're going to iron things out or if it's just going to be turning good sport into gimmickry. One issue that... Uh, oh, yeah, I'm out of a word. One issue that came up uh, where I was watching it, which was the St Kilda Bowls Club, so... so the heartland of St Kilda, um, was that on the on the big See, screen projector, it was sorry, Brett, taken off think, the did digital. You what, if, what if you were there and they lost? 
Like that'd just be hard. I was there last year. Right. Oh, fair enough. Yeah. Um, so on the on the big screen on the with the digital projection that was taken off the digital feed, the smaller CRT TV over the bar was taking the analog feed, and the analog feed was a lot closer to real time, and they were taking the triple M commentary from it. But the commentary that they were seeing in the main room was ahead of time of what they're actually seeing on screen. There's, there are issues about digital TV and the amount of time that it takes to process stuff before it can actually be broadcast. And uh, Actually, I did try and listen because my favourite commentator is Jared Whateley. Mm-hmm. And I tried to listen to him commentate and watch it and it, there was a mismatch. Yep. And I ended up going back to... But there's always, there's always been a mismatch though. No, not like that. Not that no, much. No. If it, still now, if you watch it on analog, you'll you'll see that it's almost in sync perfectly with the uh, radio. Right. Mm. Well, that's another grand. Well, final. I'll be watching Saturday. Will you? I sh- absolutely. Will you be barricading for St Kilda this time? No, in, no. The, in the hope that Hot then Colin would win. Hot. Oh. You see. I'll think about that. All right. You're going weak, Alan Dale. The force is no longer with you. And the reason it's not with you, Alan, is because you're not on box cutters. Craig McLaughlin is. Craig McLaughlin. Remember when we had him in? Isn't he coming back? I'm sure we lined that up with him. He said said he's coming back. Yeah. He said he's coming back. He definitely did. He said he was going to be the sixth box cutter. He did. He did. It was very and, confusing. And his time is now. It was, it was very confusing back then because he, uh, he didn't... Like, I mean, that's the strength of Craig McLaughlin, really, is that he can see in the future. He knows exactly what's coming up. Mm-hmm. He knew, for instance, that we were going to talk about Strictly Come Speaking yes. in, this, uh, in this segment. Welcome right, to the microphone. you're confusing people. Oh, you're confusing people. How, a, how could I have possibly confused anyone? I've stopped giggling and I'm not talking. That's exactly how you've confused them. They're like, <laughs> they're, they're like, Wait, what's happened to Nelly? Well, it's a two-hander this week. What's going on? <laughs> ah, I've been told. It's the box cutters rule of three. Um, Toby, Toby Halligan, welcome to the uh, welcome to the microphones. Uh, you know, early before your time. Yeah, mm. I'm pretty excited. I've got a, an appropriate broadcasting voice as well. Yeah, nice. Yeah, it's pretty pretty hardcore. I feel like I should be a gangster of some kind, breaking <laughs> someone's knees, you know, dropping bodies into the air. Not a gangster of love. Yeah, no, no, not a gangster of love. Although I'm sure there are methods of love that would some give you a voice like this. Now, strictly, strictly speaking, <laughs> is the uh, uh, we, we talked about this on Box Cutters a, a while back. Uh, it's a public speaking competition. It is mm. uh, much like the Baron Snyder public speaking competition that I had at my school, which was named after a guy who went to my school or something. Yeah, I think. Yeah, yeah. the show is named after a guy called Strictly Speaking. Oh, he wow, was a, an American entrepreneur. That's yeah. really that's mm. really. They do have strange, very good public speaking skills. He, strange he, names. He though. invented the voice box. Did he? Yeah. Mm. That's amazing. It's one of those mm. little factoids. That's yeah, a, I don't that's always a, save them up for the end of the show. Right. They're not always true. Uh, <laughs> like cats stealing children. Stealing souls. children's bread. No, no, no. The no, souls no. of children. No, I've turned that into cats just stealing <laughs> children bread. Oh, well, yeah. That goes on. I think so, it's, speak, strictly, speak. strictly speaking. Strictly what, what, speaking. So, what is it? It's a public speaking competition, but how does it work? Well, so basically there, are, there, are, there were 27 contestants and there's a prepared section where you uh, have to deliver a two and a half minute speech. Um, and then I couldn't keep to that. It, it's hard. 
it is hard to constrain verbosity, and you are a very verbose man. I, I really am. <laughs> yes, you've got. Josh you've got, can't say hello in less than two and a half minutes. No, well, I mean, I was timing the intro today. <laughs> like, yeah, uh, no, you really <laughs> can't. Me, me too. Five and a half. <laughs> yeah, thank you very much. I actually had six. You, you uh, did you? You lost focus. Lost do you have a pre-prepared piece that's two and a half minutes? Do you choose the subject? Um, you do. You actually pick a specific subject. What did you? Are you allowed to say what you chose? I probably shouldn't. Okay. Right, right. Just because I actually haven't checked with the show when, when exactly it, what I can and can't. When say. does it go to air? Uh, it uh, starts um, airing on Wednesday. This Wednesday, this coming Wednesday. Yes. Okay. It does. On, oh, on so is that why it was the last Spicks and Specs last week? Yeah, and um, strictly mm. speaking, it's taking its. I no. think it's a, such a great idea for a show. Like mm. it's a brilliant idea, and I should confess, I applied to be on the show and was bow rejected. Rejected. Mm. I am hoping, just to protect my own ego, that it was because they didn't want... I mean, I pretty much make a living from professional, you know, public speaking, a.k.a. comedy, which Mm. you do now as well, Toby, Mm. but didn't presume then. No, I I, I, yeah. What? Yeah. yeah, I I definitely told them about that. Oh, it sounds like they wanted to avoid the controversy that they had around uh, uh, what's-her-face in the the dancing, star dancers show, uh, Nikki Webster. Mm who actually had had some professional training. Right. Uh, and and uh, a, a lot of people were saying, oh, no, no, she can't be on Star Dancers because they're not supposed to be professional they're supposed dancers. supposed to be amateurs. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, so, so That's why. Surely, That's why. Surely, Nelly, that was why they knocked you yeah. back. Yeah, they yeah. did specify that, like, so speechwriters and politicians weren't allowed to apply. But, for example, I did a lot of debating and public speaking at school. Well, because like, our listeners might not lo- know that um, – Toby Halligan is, uh, in addition to being a stand-up comedian, a lawyer, like yes. a proper, actual, you know, dude lawyer. Yeah, well, I definitely, I totally have a law degree, and um, yeah, which is it's it's, a, it's it's about bloody time we had somebody in the box cutter studio qualifications. who could <laughs> who could stop us getting into defamation action. I, I do <laughs> I do keep my ear out. I do keep my ear out. That kind of thing. Uh, so so two, two and a half minutes of and, of something pretty. Uh, here's two speech. and a half minutes about barbecues. Uh, yes, that that yes, exactly. Um, I, I think you'd be a natural. You know, if you can, if you can make a, an interesting two and a half minute speech about barbecues, and then you get impromptu. You do. Then you get an impromptu topic, and you've got fifteen minutes and to prep. Yep. And can you read off notes, or you just got to talk? Well, you really can't because no. you know engaging with the audience boring. is a really big part yeah. of public. But speaking. with that one, you can start wrapping up after one minute of talking. You've got a minute. Well, as in, so one it, minute. It's not wrapping up. It's beginning. So your intro is. Five seconds. Your the body of your speech is forty seconds, and your conclusion's fifteen seconds. And they're very <clears throat> technical about it's got to have a beginning, middle, and end. Oh, they, well, they're not going to mark you down. Like if you give a particular perspective and it doesn't have that specific structure, because you're only talking for a minute, they're not going to punish you in that same way. I think it's much more about how you explore an idea or engage with an idea. And, and are it, there are there lots of pieces to camera where you talk about this being your dream and you really want this opportunity? There was a whole lot of that. Yeah, you just you really want this are opportunity. Of people yeah. crying because some people would shit their pants from here to you know Nebraska. It's a pretty tense environment, and they they do keep the camera on you while you're kind of um, filming. You know, understandably because they want to capture the emotion, etc. So yeah. I got followed a lot, and I'm quite an anxious person, and so I imagine there's I, I'm, I'm a bit worried there'll be a lot of footage of me kind of pacing up and down, or you know talking to myself and looking a little bit mad. Actually, you are a pacer <laughs> pre gigs. I've noticed that. Yeah, I am. Yeah. I am. But um, did, did you go into it because <clears throat> you love public? Speech? 
speaking or just because you're good at it? Well, I, I was asked exactly that question why I wanted to do it, and I said I was inspired to do it by Winston Churchill, but ultimately my motivation was a need for attention. And that wasn't sure. strictly strictly true. I, strictly I speaking, that wasn't true. That's exactly. Hey. 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 I say, this see, should have been honest. If we yeah, were no, able sorry. to laugh, we would all have laughed at that. But you can, can LOL, LOL. You can, you can laugh. I think, <laughs> oh, Nelly, you dog, you. Men don't laugh at women. That's well, I do. See, I'm gay. Maybe that's the difference. Oh, hey. a gay homosexual. He'll laugh. What does that mean? Oh, no, oh, we're going to oh, have the oh, letters oh. about the gays laughing at everything. Oh. That the guys are saying. <laughs> yeah, but uh, it, no, it was interesting. And there were a lot of pre-show interviews about, you know, what inspires you to do it and that kind of thing. And, right. Yeah. And, so, and so how's, how's that when you... And did you have to talk about things in the present tense, like they do in MasterChef, where you, where you said, and then, and then the host comes out and says, <clears throat> and says, now you all have to talk about Skippy's paws. Um, uh, I, I, the present Wait, tense. So, I yeah, yeah. Well, in in MasterChef, they will they will relay things, but in the present tense, yeah. it's a post-event interview, but you're talking about stuff as though it's happening right now. In the so, post. Oh, not so really. In, in MasterChef, they'll say, and so we go into the MasterChef kitchen, and George is standing there, and they'll say all this while we can actually see George so standing there. As and opposed to, in. we went into the MasterChef kitchen, and George guess, was standing there. Yeah, it was a bit different, I guess, because the dynamics of the show are different, because it's focused on the speech, and so they interview after the speech. So there's a post-speech interview, etc., where mm. they talk to you about how did it feel, how do you feel, how do you think it did. So the, the tense adapts based on what, what's going on with the event. I think the, it was a little less contrived, perhaps, than MasterChef, um, it, from the perspective Careful. of filming and tense. No, no, <laughs> MasterChef's a great show. Thank but, you. But, you know, they, they reshot but is, but scenes all and sequences in MasterChef. Yes, it is the work of the devil. I'm not <laughs> LOLing. Now, let well, me because, ask you. Because food's wilt and, and, and yeah. the way they're and playing. Well, they reshoot it to capture the drama, <laughs> whereas a speech, I don't, I'm not aware. I, I didn't have to redo you know, anything. That's because you're so great. Can we just get um, a tear on that second last line? <laughs> did, the judge, did the judges give you live feedback? So you do your little oration yeah. and then they go, oh, Toby, you really oh, you I, lost it I halfway through. I wasn't or, sure about that bit. No, yeah. or, um, oh, I don't know whether I can talk about this. I think I can. No, no, I definitely can. I wore Crocs because I'm a badass. And um, I, Crocs with they a pink? That wasn't – they were red. And that wasn't shown. <laughs> I got told that wasn't going to be shown on the ABC because they're because too identifiable as a it's brand. It's a product, and I and so. But this, you know, there was this back and forth. I was talking to Andrew Hansen, who's the host out the back, and that kind of stuff about it. And there were jokes being made, and I was weighing up: should I do it? And he was like, "Yeah, you oh, should. If you want to do it, do host. it." Yeah, yeah. Oh. And um, you, you don't like Andrew Hansen? And what the singing guy from the Chaser? Yeah, he doesn't a- sing, I assume. No, not in the show, I don't think. No, I don't believe so. No, but I don't like him when he talks either. Oh. I don't like him in anything that he does. But he's one of the yeah. ABC's go-to voiceover guys I saw, I, saw I quite it. liked him. He, I he does the recreations for the book show. I think I saw him uh, walking mm. down the street one day and I even thought he did that shit. <laughs> Whoa. Critical. There's a lot of aggro. Can I ask um, Tony I don't like Andrew Hansen. You can't tell us, obviously, what the topics were, but... In general, were the topics, um, you know, social issues, political issues type topics or a range? Like, could they go a minute on oranges? Yeah, I think think they would be – well, so, you know, I obviously only encountered – yeah, uh, I didn't encounter very many. I don't know what the other people got. 
but um, Ooh, that means he didn't win. From the perspective, uh, of, I'm not. I'm not reading that. I'm just reading into well, it that, that it's it's the way. Maybe it's, it's I, the I, way. I, I'm speculating. It's just the way the competition worked. That everybody got three goes at it, and then someone was given. And Toby got one because t- of his Crocs. <laughs> yeah. So sorry. We, <laughs> um, we, we did you enjoy it? I did. It was a great experience. Looking yeah. looking at the site, it it seems to have. A bit of a the 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 feel of new inventors with the way that the judges do that because it's not public uh, voted on uh, apart from a, a viewer's choice kind of award that comes in later. Is it is it on rounds and then and then the winners of the rounds kind of come together later in the season and mm-hmm. so so there's a bit of Einstein factor about the way that, that yeah, comes together. Yeah, I think together. there were rounds and semifinals yep. and finals. I'm really looking forward to it. Mm. I was. I love public speaking. You were. I was. And then uh, now I'm just going to have to fast forward all the bits with the host. Oh, jeez. You're done with the Bob's bone. Father too. I was Father Bob on there as so well. So the yeah. judges are right. Father Bob. Um, Jean Kitson. Jean Kitson. Oh, bless. Michael yeah. Blur, who's yeah. a speechwriter and playwright. And I believe Lee Sales. Well, yes. Lee oh. Sales. See? <sighs> Gold. So I watch all the, all the judging bits. Just miss out on the uh, on the hosting. I wouldn't, and all the and all the Toby Halligan bits. I'm not well. going to put that as my one thing, but I'll strongly recommend that people oh. tune in on Wednesday. Hey, Andrew Hansen's just... not one of the judges. No, he's the host. Phew. So there's you know prob- <laughs> probably about seventy percent of the show I could watch. Well, we are now officially Team Toby. Oh yeah, one hundred percent Team Toby. Team Toby. Can't Viewer's wait. choice. Team I Toby. Can't wait. Hooray. Are you one of those that follows follows the Get me a jury and show me how you can say hinge your line. Go down on you. I'll tell you what else I don't like about Andrew Hansen. His hair. Yes. Mm-hmm. That's pretty much it. Moving right. It's like it's uh, it's like it's designed to antagonize. <laughs> I like I, I like I like get it. I like singing Nelly. We get it's, it. I do like singing Nelly now. Do you? Yeah, yeah. LOL. Moving right along. I don't like LOLing Nelly, though. Oh. So this was an ad that no. I saw during the uh, dr- during the grand final. I don't know if uh, anyone watched the grand final this year. Mm. Uh, we should talk about that at some time in the show. I pretty much just turned around all the time whenever the ads came on. Yeah, Did I'm you? mute. I'm a muter. Didn't see a single ad. Well, see, I was... I was time at, to get to the bar. I was at my brother's house, and uh, and so I didn't have control of the... Remote control. At your brother's? At my brother's house. I'd wrestle my brother for and, it. Uh, and he's not a muter. Isn't he? And, uh, and I thought, right, well, this is going to be novel. Mm. Watching ads. Don't usually get to see the ads. That's why I don't often have an auto buy it. But there was one ad quite early on and then repeated a couple of times th- throughout uh, where it's an animation of uh, – but th- this guy is talking to uh, talking directly to camera – and there's an animation of things that are happening on screen. And he's saying things like, have you ever been watching the cycling, but it just turns into a swarm of bees? Yeah. Have you been watching the, the football, but it just looks like bears wrestling in the no. woods? And it's all fuzzy. And then everything, everything goes really, really fuzzy. And then... It needs to be eyesight checked. It, well, that's, I thought it was an ad. I thought it was a very expensive OPSM ad. OPSM or something. OPSM or something. Because mm. the umpires the, were sponsored by OPSM. Were Meadow, they? Yes. Meadow Nick Clinic, given that uh, the, the woman with the eyes going crazy, uh, just turned everybody off so much. Yeah, yeah. Or, Hang or on. Car City. Can uh, I just the, clarify uh, there? Because you mentioned... Were you telling me the fluoro maggots were sponsored by the OPSM? OPSM? <laughs> As in, did you even say that? Yes. 
That's hilarious. I like that. That is hilarious. That's funny. Uh, so I, I thought it was an ad for, for something like that. And then it's an ad for a plasma 3D television mm-hmm. saying, are you sick of of all the fuzziness in in the 3D picture you're getting? Then buy our plasma 3D television which has a much clearer picture. This because was an, this putting was up an with ad, it for two weeks is more than enough. This was an ad for people who already have 3D TVs and already want to get rid of their They're 3D television. It. Does it come with anti-nausea medication? No. Mm. It didn't say so. In then the I don't buy it. Thank you very much, Nelly Thomas. We're going to cut boxes. Well... You've come to the right place because you're on the box cutters. You've podcasted and you're boxing the cut. You're cutting the box with the box cutters. Ooh, yucka, 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 yucka. Peter Rosethorn, box cutting friend. That's funny. <laughs> I don't care. I'm laughing at that. That's yeah, funny. Look, look, you can laugh at the Peter Rosethorn. Oh, now I'm even here. laughing at absent men. Yeah. Oh, See shit. what you've done? See what you've done? You're, you've just, you, you may as well just take away the vote from women, Nellie Thomas. <laughs> just take away the vote. Hey, this is. Uh, Letters to box cutters. Sorry, that was the wrong one. Shall we go with that? Or do you want the letters intro? Oh, uh, do you want the letters intro? No, I'll go with that. All right. Nelly Thomas. Yeah. You uh Right of reply. Just assume you've you've heard you've heard the the letters theme. You just straight into the anger that you felt. <laughs> yes, okay. In last week's letters segment. Well, I, as our listeners will know, last week I was uh, feeling a little bit under the weather and stayed home. And around about Thursday, I got around to um, sitting down with my little uh, small magic box known as an iPod. Yes. And listened to the podcast. I thought, I thought, you were, I thought that was Auslan for daughter. Like a tiny, I- <laughs> tiny one. I've, I've learned how to do all that. And so I'm listening, 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 only to be accused in my absence Jacques. of being used in my absence of being what I think of um, as a giggling Gertie. Yes. Now, for those who didn't listen last week to recap, one of our listeners wrote in. But, well, can you recap for me? Because I wasn't here. Yeah, one, one of our listeners wrote in to say that this is uh, related to the Bechdel test uh, in that it's probably some uh, something to do with feminist cause. Uh, and and said that she finds it really annoying when women ju- women on panel shows particularly Gigglers. just giggle at what the men say rather than actually offering anything of any use or when they make a joke uh, none of the men giggle at what she says but uh, but she giggles at everything that the men say and is basically just there to boost the the men's egos and then she said that she has noticed Nelly Thomas our very own Nelly Thomas doing exactly she the says, same thing a wonderful funny woman with strong views huh that's good you're wonderful and funny and you've got strong views look the fe- the phenomenon about, of about taking the votes away from the women the phenomenon <laughs> of the giggler I absolutely agree with her, and I. The reason it got me so Allah. rolled up is because it, Fifi Box, Allah Fifi Box, that role that is assigned to so many women in radio and television drives me absolutely berserk. Mm-hmm. I, however, I am routinely criticised for being a comedian and doing various other things, and I think I'm relatively good at accepting criticism. I've been heckled live. I've been heckled online. Everywhere I have been, you know, criticised, I will not accept this one. I think, can I say in my defence, and I've put this on the um, 
what do we call it? Uh, comments, the comments board, for those of you who haven't read it. Basically, my position is, first and foremost, I actually said on the comments board that I am a happy person. I've actually tried to change that. I've decided to change that too. I try to be a happy person <laughs> because I think characterising me as a happy person is probably quite inaccurate. But I try to be. Um, what? Secondly, <laughs> well... No, look, that's for another uh, yes, day. That's, that's, that's for another day. That's for when we've got a couch and you and I just taking notes, Brett, and just asking nearly about Freud's in the corner. There's something to do with my mother. You know, we'll, we'll talk yeah, about that later. It's the start of a Bob Dylan song. Um, I like to laugh, you know. I just like to. I think that's quite a nice mm-hmm. trait in a person. Yes. Um, perhaps most importantly, I think being responsive is actually part of being a generous conversationalist and co-host and I don't see how that's unfeminist. I am a comedian so I'm particularly enamoured with people laughing including myself and finally in terms of the Bechdel test there are no other women here for me to laugh at. So I find it particularly so galling. So now it's my fault being a misogynist only hiring one woman. Is that what you're saying? That's basically Is what, that what I'm you're saying. saying Nelly? If you've got a bone to pick with anyone about the Bechdel test and box cutters it's probably not the only woman who's on the show. We can never have two women on the show at, at any one time. We saw Geraldine Hickey was in last week and, sure. and not you. Uh, too many ladies. Otherwise, we just... Too many norks around. They're just pinking up the place with all their... Putting curtains up. But seriously, <laughs> in all seriousness, I am. I declare myself publicly to be a feminist, which can I say is actually quite unusual for women in the media. I am very happy to call myself a feminist. I hadn't noticed that about you. Hadn't no. you? No, no, that's that's all. But I new. don't equate being a feminist with being stingy and unhappy. Can I can I point out why I was offended by that? Uh, and you you, sh- you should be as well, Brad. Because mm. it, it means you're not funny. It means that we're not funny. <laughs> Tight. How dare you? Yeah. How dare you? That being said, there are times when I'm not funny, but I think I am. Sure. And look, I will. The one thing I will cop on the chin is sometimes when either of you or any, indeed anyone in conversation says something particularly stupid, I'm quite happy to do it. <laughs> oh, Josh. Now we had a, another uh, a comment actually on the blog uh, rather than a, a letter to box cutters. Uh, Paul Boxcutter says, "Isn't the rule of one just akin to TV stations just shafting a show after one episode rating poorly, a la the Peter Hellyer effect?" I just, of course, but it has the same feel. That said, I haven't endured any of these shows you speak of, and right you are, Paul. You have not endured any of these shows. I have. Uh, I've tried to endure 20... And, and it takes a lot. I, I mean, really takes a lot of badness. You can watch shit. I've, I've, watched, I've watched things in the five years of doing this show, Brett, as you well know. I've watched things that are largely unbearable but have kept watching. I've made you watch quite a number of them. Yes. Mm. Yes. There's, uh, there's, there's been lots of, of me watching crap stuff. Sometimes, though, things are just way, way, way too bad I think to I endure. Black, black them all out. I'm, I'm just trying to think. Like, beyond uh, Day of the Triffids, which I don't think either of us have been None of us. John try. also has not finished the, the whole first episode of Day of the Triffids. Uh, it was because that was appalling. Uh, but, but even uh, uh, Survivors... Mm-hmm. I managed to get through at least one episode of that, if not if not two or most of them. Yep. Uh, the th- there are some really bad things that I've seen that I've just kept watching, and uh, and when I do a rule of one, 
that's saying something. I think that's really, really saying something, Paul. So it's, it's an extraordinary circumstance. It's it shows that should have never, ever gotten past the goalie. What does it mean going back from a rule of one if you won't even look at it? Oh, there's nothing I won't look at. See, Dave, the truth is, I'm not even going to have a try. That's because you don't love TV nearly as much as I do, Nelly Thomas. Oh, we're going to get into that, aren't yeah, we? Yeah, yeah. We're going to get into how much of a better person I am than you. Right. Don't and more truth. feminist. Yeah, clearly. I, I like to go into a show having no idea about anything about it, not n- having heard any other reviews of it. I like to do movies like that as well. This was handed to me and I had a look at it and 12 minutes I was... I don't need more than that I was title. almost retching. That type, I'm really? gone. I'm Dan out. Dan Triffitt's I'm out. Great, a great book. I'm out. A great original BBC series. Just, I'm going to lend you the book, Nelly Thomas. You'll be riveted. It's amazing. It is amazing. That's letters to box cutters. If you want to send us a letter, then please do hooray at boxcutters.net. If you watched one thing this week, Brett Cropley, what would it be? This week, my one thing is on Tuesday night. It's on ABC One. That's on the telly. Uh, it's at 10.05 p.m. Goes for half an hour. It is A Quiet Word with Bill Bailey. Oh, this, this is, is the- uh, a new series that uh, seems to have been unremarked upon broadly uh, that is brought to us from uh, Tony Martin slipped under the radar um, mm. yeah uh, and uh, you know uh, undeclared genius on in Australian media uh, we like to call him our own but we all know he's Kiwi um, but he's uh, also working on a new show with um, Dude Lucy yes which I am thrilled about it's going to be it's gonna very exciting awesome. telly show Yes, about because um, she was raised very strict Catholic, mm-hmm. and then became a very adamant, fervent uh, atheist, and then has in sort of middle age, basically she I don't think she's converted to anything, but she's trying to find some kind of some kind spiritual of spirituality or something, and it's that journey. Well, they say there's no such thing as an ex-Catholic; you can never leave. Um, we might try and get Judith no, in to have a chat about that's that. That's Hotel California. Yeah, that'd be excellent. Uh, Bill Bailey is a, uh, a compelling uh, comic and of the uh, musical variety early on and has moved into uh, losing the, the security blanket of his keyboard in front of him um, and uh, has, has gone on nicely. So both of those people together having a quiet word. I'll watch that. Be, uh, yeah, that'd, that'd, that'd be nice. Nelly Thomas, if you're going to watch one thing. I can't tell you how excited I am can about I, this. Can I guess? Is it on Tuesday night? No. Nope. It's not on Tuesday night. It's not on Channel 9. Nope. What's on Tuesday night on Channel 9? Is Survivor starting? Yes. Which one? The new Survivor. (laughs) Oh, my God. What what the hell is going wrong with you? Oh, my God. I've got house guests. Oh, Oh. Nellie Thomas. Because my one thing is Wednesday, 29th of September, 2010, if you had a magic box and or access to the internet, Survivor Nicaragua on CBS. Right. So I've I've seen the first two just because someone happened to send them to me. Right. Your magic your magic TV fairy. My magic TV fairy sent them to me, and so I'm on to episode three. But number one's coming free to air. Free to air Tuesday night. So clo- it only just started in the states. I know. That's, that's what Channel Nine called fast tracking. 
Oh my God. I actually couldn't be happier. I could not be happier at this very moment than knowing I can just watch it free to wear, which is my favorite thing to do. I like the shared experience, as you know. So, set your magic box. So, so the meditation. No, no, didn't I'll be bring sitting down and, and watching it. But you'll record it and watch it again, won't you? Uh, oh, Get yes, I will, because it's gold. Can I just give you two little highlights since I've seen the first two? There's a guy who is it's, so dumb and so blonde that they call him Fabio. And everyone refuses to call him by his name, <laughs> and I love him. And there's another guy called Jimmy T, who's a fisherman, and I swear to God, he looks exactly like Mickey Rourke in that boxing comeback the wrestler? movie. Oh, wrestler. Sorry, it's not boxing. <laughs> it he it is gold. It is this cast gold. Oh, nice one. Yeah. Is there nice is there a, a prevailing theme of old v young? Okay. Yep. Yeah, so they've got thirty five plus. So I would be and on Fabio's the old on team. The young team. Fabio's on the young team. You know he is. Um, and then 35 and under. And there's a girl with a prosthetic leg because she was born with uh, one leg. Yep. So they didn't know until she decided to tell everyone. She can run and, you know, she's an amazing athlete. The things these people but say she can't about this tan. girl. She can tan her other leg. Right, but she can't tan that leg. Can I quote one girl? Oh, look, I'm paraphrasing, but one of the girls said... You know, the thing is, it's like totally like she's just in it like everybody else. And if she can't run and stuff, then it's totally not my fault. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Before they'd even given the girl a chance. And then this other girl, which I appreciated more, said, that bitch wants to run. Game on, girlfriend. Yeah. I'll, I'll race her. And I'm like, Good absolutely. That's what Survivor is. Finally. Yeah. Because as as we've all as we've all learned, if there's if there's one thing we've learned from knowing someone with one leg, personally, sure, sure. it's very easy to trip them up. Sure, <laughs> very easy to trip them up. Uh, if I was going to watch one thing this week, look, there's so much. There's so much great stuff. Uh, there's uh, of, of course Toby Halligan's on. Uh, uh, on on speaking, come speaking. Team Toby will uh, be watching at, at eight pm on Wednesday, but that's not my one thing. That's oh, probably it's eight pm. It's in the new Inventors time slot. It's eight, 8 pm on Wednesday. I thought it was eight thirty. It's not the it's not my space. one thing. It's uh, it's his mm-hmm. his one thing. Uh, my my one thing this week is if you happen to be in the US, if you do, if you just happen to be in the US, mm-hmm. uh, the new series of Community started last week, uh, but it is uh, continuing. Second episode. What's Community on- about? Nellie Thomas. I don't know Community. Seriously? No. Why are you two... I, you two always do this to me. Look at me like, oh. what are you doing John, with your John life? Richards, John so Richards had a, had a rant a couple of weeks ago about how it's the greatest TV show ever in the history of the world. Maybe I missed it. And there's so much magic in your future. What is it if, about? Is it a, is it a it's drama? A, it's a it's a half hour TV comedy mm. from the US. Yeah, have a look at it. It's gold. Yeah, it it really is. Okay, it, done. It is really so. Really that's uh, series two, episode two in the states coming up. In the states coming up this week. This I was week. trying. I was trying to get the time up, uh, but it just failed. Hey, um, when I cast my pod. It's with the box cutters in mind. Box cutters. Pod. Cast. Done. Pork is on the table. Mmm, pork. Pork. Getting a little bit. 
waved at through the window. There's uh, Toby Sullivan. Oh, my God. Toby Sullivan for uh, for all, all those people who just love waving at Toby. I, I think that, uh, that Lime Champions had a specially invited comedic audience uh, in, uh, l- let alone who was on stage with them. For their uh, live, so so it was a big, live audience, big spectaculare. Audience. In other words, we're sitting in the studio space. and we can see lots of people walking past because they've been at a live comedy I'm not event. Explain things to the audience. There's, there's, going we've live got to listeners in Antarctica. I'm they don't know the layout of the Triple R studios. And would it hurt them to do a little bit of research, Nelly? I think it would. They're busy saving whales and shit. We're oh, in the studio. It's like a fishbowl. Everybody can see us anywhere. There's yeah. nowhere safe to pick your nose. I do appreciate the marine metaphor for the Antarctic listeners, and they will appreciate it. No, nice one. Nice pork. one. Pork. I've got some pork. Mm. Do you have some pork? I'm furious. Is this about the feminism thing again? Because I think no. it's well established that you're... I think my love for Oprah is well established on this show. Yes. And mm-hmm. I, I say that hand on heart. I'm very proud to be in love with a lovely lady called Oprah. Um, but I'm mad with her. I'm mad with her this week. Because she's coming to Australia? No, no, not because she's coming. I'm thrilled that she's coming to Australia. But she's not coming over to your house specifically? If she wants to, she can, totes. I'm not dropping her because of this. Right. No, okay, okay. but I'm just mad at her. You're just mad at She had a show. I tuned in because I tape it on my magic box and mm-hmm. um, sit down of an evening. And I tuned in last week and she had a show. She does do a lot of great stuff on um, child abuse. And it's an area because she was abused as a child and she has absolutely um, done a lot of stuff, you know, light on best disinfectant, et cetera, et cetera, often talking about the issue, which is great. Fantastic. Good on you, Oprah. But I tuned in to see her talking about child abuse um, and pedophile rings on the internet and she had pulled off a manual, a pedof- like that had been put together by some revolting perverted pedophile about how to groom children um, specifically for other pedophiles about which children to choose, how you can groom them, how you can lure them into certain sexual acts. Very explicit. Like I'm not going to actually say it here because I found it so disturbing. So, so how, she was she was reading from this manual. She was reading from, and her point was to illustrate this stuff's going on. Don't ignore it. But she went into detail. Like so, it says, do this, and the child will do this. And I thought, first of all, remember our conversation with Deli Baker, psychologist, yes. some weeks back. I thought, first of all, this is traumatising to someone, whether you've been sexually abused or not, this is really traumatising, the thought of thinking of a small child doing these explicit acts and being forced to do them. And she was talking about levels of pain and all sorts of things. Secondly, if there's pedophiles watching, you're teaching them how to do it. Yeah, that's... Uh that, that's that's it where really I stand on it. It really bothered me. It's, yeah. it, it, it does seem like a bit of a how-to. Yeah. It's the same logic behind not releasing the internet blacklist. You know, mm. like they, they messed up the internet filter in a lot of ways, but uh, I think they were right not to release the, the list of sites. And when you're highlighting I a don't. manual and... No, I don't think... I don't think it's like right to... weirdo's bookmarks. No. Look, I, 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 don't, I don't support the internet filter at all, but I, I do agree with the idea if you're going to have a whole bunch of really sick, badass sites then you don't want to be publicising. If you're, if you're going to be filtering <coughs> the sites, then you need to release the list. Look, I, I, I don't think they should be filtering them at all. Right. So, as mm-hmm. in, I think we've actually... It's not, so it's bad either way. Either they release way. it and the sickos get onto it, yeah. or they don't release it and any government in the future yep. can ban anything without any discussion on it 
So and so, uh, well, yeah. any public debate on it? But that's yet. kind of a separate issue. But yeah, well, and it's just like, like I am absolutely. I think it's fantastic that she keeps um, pouring light onto the issue and that she keeps making it an issue. You know, one in four children being abused. Like, there's millions of children in the world being abused, and something needs to be done about it. But I'm just not sure what this does, other than upset people who are watching it. There were like they kept cutting to people in the audience who were literally bawling. That's mm. how explicit it was. I mean, it wasn't just saying this is what's happening. It was because in detail. Because that's what had happened to them or they imagined. No, just because it was so, it's so intense. I don't think you have to be a survivor of abuse to be completely traumatised by it. Like, as I said, I don't want to repeat what she said because it actually upset me so much. Mm. But it was literally do this and the child will do this and, you know, insert object so, here, etc. Et it was really... So I thought yeah, that that's 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 that was yeah. actually yeah. an advisable topic on her show? Pardon? I, I, think, I think the topic the topic is fine to talk or, or about the fact that... Way these, of presenting it. But way, way of presenting mm. it. I think, I think when you go into explicit detail like that, mm. Uh, mm. I mean, sure, she was probably doing it for shock value, but mm. you're saying it's, it's failed and it's just... Mm. I think she... Her, if you give her the benefit of the doubt, and I think on this issue you can, I think she's thinking people need to be shocked into giving a shit yeah. because so, this is happening to so many kids. The problem is I don't think that does anything except upset people yeah. and instruct people. Because the way – and I, you know I've done a lot of shows around these kinds of issues. Mm. I'm pretty well versed in – there's stuff that I heard that I have never heard. And I just thought, wow, like for pedophiles watching, you don't want to give them an instruction manual mm. on Oprah. Can we, uh, can we leave the topic there? Because yes. I, I do like to leave box cutters on a light note. Yes, you do. And that's really brought the mood down. That's what I bring just, to the show. Yeah, thanks, Nelly. Great. Thanks. I like the giggling Nelly better. <laughs> That's, that's what I... Thank you. <laughs> Welcome, Fifi Box. Uh, Toby Halligan, what did we get wrong this week? Um, well, Louise Hay's book is actually called You Can Heal Your Life. You can heal no, your you life. You can cure, cure your life. Yeah. I have yeah. to admit, when I first heard that, I thought, well, that's death, isn't it? Curing life. But Yeah. Um, yep. uh, that was actually released in 1984, and if you're interested, it was still on the New York Times bestseller list in February of 2008. That's 24 wow. years later. Um, I, I don't think we can blame Brett Cropley but, for that, though. No, but she does I don't think declare that's Brett's responsibility. That people that, that get cancer bring it on themselves. Right. Um, it's, it's I, I think that – wasn't that the secret? I think the secret – No, it's not the secret. It's not? It was, it was all before the but secret. But the secret – You're not supposed to be speculating here, Toby. You're supposed to be correcting. Correct. Sure, no. I had, I, because I read the secret Wikipedia page, I, too, I and it was widely <laughs> condemned. And the secret was mentioned, too. It's a very similar philosophy. She might have had the same attitude about AIDS as well. It's anyway. been a long time since I've seen a copy of it. Wow, oh, we're really hitting the, the fun mm. notes here, aren't we? Yeah. On the subject, a slightly lighter note, here's some more Sesame Street controversies. Between mm. 1969 and 1974, there were a variety of controversies, including Cookie Monster smoking a, po- a pipe. <gasps> smoking a pipe. <gasps> I'd oh, love dear. to see that. Yes. I think. Oh, doesn't he do that in, like, Monsterpiece <clears throat> Theatre? I think he might. I think this is the traditional That's Cookie Monster, right. and there were concerns <laughs> about it. And there were complaints about his diet and stuff. <laughs> Cookie Monster was like a terrible, you know, granddad type uh, figure. Um, oh, oh, Nelly, Nelly Thomas. Nelly. There were also oh. attacks on Elmo for using the third person. And there was concern that yeah, he was going to lead to preschoolers being uneducated. And the show's defender, uh, the show's defender, the show's creator defended it, saying that preschoolers, he was trying to engage preschoolers who didn't understand pronouns. Also, 
Groper uh, in Gro- the Grover? Groper. Oh, Groper! I'm really <laughs> Grover. Is that my voice. Hey. Yeah, <laughs> Grover in uh, the early seventies got civil disobedience lessons from a hippie, and there were concerns raised about that. Finally, in two thousand, Kami was introduced, a character that was HIV positive. Um, really? Yeah. There you go. There are some fun factoids, um, and the other factoid. How's Kami going now? I, I don't know. How's I don't the imagine. Antivirals are good these days. Apparently, they've right. only killed off like one character in the early 80s. Yeah. Was it, are you being serious? Yes, yeah, he actually died. He, in actually, real life. he actually died in real life. But oh. that, that, yeah, they couldn't keep him going. It was oh. very, very sad. It's very, very sad. If you listen to the uh, interview I did with Carolyn Parenti, we talk about uh, Mr. Hooper at length and, like, how, uh, and, and how Sesame Street dealt with that. It's like Tosh dying. Oh, it sounds like it was one of those really well, except it wasn't a children's show. You remember when Tosh died? I remember in everyone talked about you're that. You're talking about in the mm-hmm. bill. You've never watched the bill? No, no. You said Tosh. Talking about exactly. You're talking about the actor or the yeah, yeah, the actor. Yeah, and that was well, that was after he'd been axed from the show, so that so he so wasn't talking about the show. Is it like the when Molly died? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Except this was real life, and, and he was quite depressed that he'd been axed from the show. And oh, to- Tosh, you're talking about? Yeah. Have I mentioned the before actor, that my mum actually had a day off work when Molly died? Like, in all seriousness, she was so no, devastated. Really? She had a day off work. I remember oh. being that, yeah. well, not that devastated, but yeah. it was pretty upsetting. Well, we were kids then, and the, yeah. Well, and the way that it was portrayed was... was Hardcore. So effective, I I'm think. S- mm. I'm so glad that we've gone from, uh, from pedophilia to death. Oh, no, <laughs> slow death of a mother dying. by cancer. I mean, that's a step up. Yeah. Yeah, that brings uh, us to the end. Who will love my children? That brings us... <laughs> oh, no. To <laughs> The end of Box Cutters episode two hundred and great week forty three. <laughs> Until next week, my name is Josh Canal. I'm Nellie Thomas. I'm Toby Halligan. I continue to be Brett Cropley. Thanks for listening to Box Cutters. Catch us again next week. Same bad time. Same bad channel. And hey, let's be careful out there. Go Saints. Box Cutters is produced by Toby Halligan and Josh Canal, with help from Brett Cropley, John Richards and Nellie Thomas. Our audio engineer slash magician is Brett Cropley. Peter Wilson commands our servers to do his bidding. Box Cutters thanks 3RRR, whose studios we use to record this show pretty much each and every week. Listen to the greatest radio station in the world on 102.7 FM if you're in the area or else on the web at rrr.org.au. If you enjoyed this episode of Box Cutters, then go to the iTunes Music Store or Facebook or Twitter or something and write a review. Spread the word and help other people find this show so that they can enjoy it too. If you're looking for us on Twitter, we're at Box Cutters Cast and our Facebook page is facebook.com forward slash box cutters. Email us at hooray at boxcutters.net or through the Contact Us link on the blog, which you'll find at boxcutters.net. You can also send us an SMS on 0458 288 837. That's 0458 Cutter. Blah, 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 blah. Hot pies. Blah, 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 blah. I say go Saints. I'm actually a Carlton supporter if I'm anything, uh, but because I play baseball for St Kilda and uh, my cousin goes for St Kilda. Are we both Carlton supporters? Uh, yeah.
you know, oh. in, in that we support anything at all. Yeah, sure. Uh, and, uh, and the idea of Collingwood winning anything and Collingwood supporters ever being happy ever mm. in their life. For some like, I don't really follow football, but I hate Collingwood yeah. supporters. What's that about? See, I think they're so, the reason I'm happy to go for the Pies is because they clearly love, like, I have two friends who are passionate Pies supporters and they love it so much. I think the joy that it will bring them. Whereas if Carlton won, I'd be happy for well, about a day. But that's only because they're so spoiled. Like, Collingwood, Collingwood supporters are bad winners and they're bad losers. You know, they're bad either way. Collingwood's nah, been in a quarter of all them. grand finals. Really? A quarter. They've won? Mm. Yeah, they've been in a quarter of all AFL grand finals. Really? It's amazing. Yeah. I had I never understood the mythos around Collingwood supporters until on grand final day. It's class-based. Well, That's what it is. Well, and it's it's also hatred the, of the working classes. It's also having personal encounters where they threaten your life, which is what happened sure. to me in a, in a bottle shop when I encountered, oh. like, he would have been in his late 40s, maybe early 30s, depending on what kind of drug addiction he has. I don't know. But he was <laughs> off his nut. Could have been he, late teens. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. He could have been 14. Um, and he walked oh, past me a friend and that. said, well, I won't phrase him exactly, but get out of my way, you effing F-A-G-O-T-S. Oh, no. Effing Bashu. Stephanie Rice. Is that yeah, what that's, he dropped can the rice I, on uh, Can I, can I, because I, <laughs> I had a joke, I had a joke on the weekend, uh, which was, you know, derogatory to Collingwood supporters. Uh, I'll say that at the start and then I'll tell the joke, which will be hilarious. Mm-hmm. And then Pete Smith will save me from being bashed up. Uh, why did the Collingwood supporter cross the road? Why? To pick a fight with a complete stranger for no reason whatsoever. <laughs> Hi, this is Pete Smith. You've been listening to or have just missed Box Cutters.